Mark's Gospel, chapter 6, verse 1 to 6. And I read, And he, Jesus, went out from thence and came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence hath this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him? That even such mighty works are wrought by his hands. Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph, and of Judah and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin, and in his own house. And he could bear, do no mighty work, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went round about the villages teaching. By the grace of God this morning, I will be speaking on the subject of not even God can. Not even God can. Shall we pray? Father, we approach your word with great humility and openness. We say to you this morning, speak, for we your servant heareth. We pray, O oh God, that your word and your spirit will have a free course among us and be glorified. We pray that the purpose of bringing this message and of this service this morning be comprehensively fulfilled. We also pray, O oh God, that the reason why you have brought everybody here this morning will be fulfilled through the ministry of the word of God and that they will receive the kind of instruction you have intended. Thank you for anointing me to minister according to the ability that you give. That all the glory at the end of the day may not be mine or anybody's but yours. Thank you, Holy Lord. We give you the honor and the glory and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 There is one thing that I have realized that no matter who you are, no matter what level of life or stage you are in, no matter what your profession or possession or position may be, there is something that you and I cannot and will not be able to effectively do without. Let me say it in another way. There is something that you and I have always had a need of. There is something you and I now have a need of. And there is something you and I will forever have a need of. And that one thing that you and I will always need, need now, and have always needed, is just a word that I will call help. Everybody say help. Everybody say help. Help is something that no matter who you are, no matter where you are from, no matter what height of life you are involved in, you will always need help. Man was created through a help process. 
In Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, God said, let us make, let us make. He called others, said, let us. When he was creating the earth and the heavens, the word of God tells us, he just said, let there be. And there was. But when the time came for him to make man, he said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Your salvation experience in itself is a product of three members of the Godhead bodily helping one another. God had a brilliant program, a brilliant plan by which he was going to redeem man and deliver man from sin. But he needed help. And so God the Son said, well, the plan is good, the plan is beautiful, but please permit me to come here on earth and carry it out. And after God the Son had carried out the plan, God the Son had run his own leg of it, he was now about to go back, God needed help as to how that plan will not fail and be implemented. So God the Holy Ghost said, I will come. You can see that you and I are a product of help. As you sit down here today, you have received help. In the last one week, in the last one month, in the last one year, our life is a bundle of a lot of help that has come into various areas of our lives. Something you can never do without is help. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care what part of the country or what, what world you live in. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how self-sufficient. The Bible said in 2 Corinthians 3, 5, we are not sufficient of ourselves to think ourselves to be anything. No man in himself and by himself is sufficient in life. No matter who you are, no matter how old, no matter what your education is, no matter what your background or finance is, you will always need help. In the Bible I saw that there was no saint of God, no general of God. Nobody was able to do something without help. Moses had to have access to help. Abraham needed help. When Abraham was going to get a wife for his son, somebody had to come and help him do it. Isaac needed help. Joseph needed help. I wanted to know that at any point in our life, help is something that you and I will always need. Jesus, when he was here, also made use of help. He needed help. That was why he had apostles. Or else there was no need for him to have apostles. We are told in Mark's Gospel, chapter 3, verse 14, if you read verse 14 and 15, he said, out of the, out of the numerous disciples, he chose 12 of them and he surnamed them apostles for three reasons. One, that they may be with him. Secondly, that he may send them out. Thirdly, that he, they may go out and cast out devils and heal the sick. When Jesus was here, he needed help. Some people had to wash his clothes. When he was here, he needed help. Some women had to provide for his sustenance. We are told in Luke chapter 8, verse 2 and 3, that of the women that he cast devils out of, there were a couple of them that continued steadfastly, part of which was Mary Magdalene and some other women. So Jesus, when he was here, needed help. When he wanted to pay the tax money, you remember that somebody, I mean, he had to send Peter in Matthew 17, 29, to the river to go and bring out a fish with a coin in his mouth. The sepulchre where he was buried was somebody else's sepulchre. Jesus had to stay in people's houses as he traveled in ministry. You cannot be self-sufficient. You will always have to need help. Remember the talk of my message is not even God can. 
even God himself needs help. Some people don't know that, but only God can save the world, but God cannot save the world alone. That is why he says in Proverbs chapter 8, verse 4, Unto men will I call, and my boy shall be to the sons of men. God will always need help. He will always require your service and my service. He will always need help. The day will never come when God will do away with men. The Bible tells us in Psalm 17 verse 14, it says, Men are the hand of God. If God is ever going to get something across to you, you will have to use men. The Bible says in Luke 6, 38, Give, and it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed and shaken together, running over shall men. That is why we are told in Jeremiah 5, 1, Ezekiel 22, 30, said, I sought for a man. In Isaiah 6, 8, when God wanted to have something done, he said, who shall go for us? And who shall I send? What I wanted to know that even God need help. So God need help. Jesus need help. You and I will forever and at all times in most situations need help. No matter what level of life you are in. Let me go a little bit further and say this. What is the definition of that word help? Because it's very important for us to deal with that before we progress any further. The word help means that which makes things easier. You will always need something or somebody that will make things easier. The word help means that would make something better. No matter how good you are, you will always need somebody or something that will make things better. The word help means to do, to do part of another's work. No matter what work you are in, whether you're a doctor or a lawyer or a minister of the gospel, there will have to be others or some things that will do part of your work. And so a mistress knows that though she has the idea, but it's the machine that does the sewing. A doctor knows that he knows exactly what to do in his head, but without scalpel and some other things like stethoscopes and all that, he will never be able to carry it out. A lawyer knows how a case is going to go, but he will still need help. What I'm saying is there is no one, no matter what your stage is, no matter where you're from, when you will not need help. The word help means aid, that which we aid you. The word help means support, that which will support you. The word help means contribute. That which will contribute to whatever you are doing. You and I will always need inputs. You will always need inputs from something and from somebody. The word help means assist. Assist. I mean, most of the time when you have a HOD, he's the head, but he always needs an assistant. And I wanted to know that not even God can do without assistance. Not even Jesus did without assistance. There were some things that he couldn't do himself. So whatever way you look at it, you will always need help. You will always need help. Now, why do we need help? That's the question I would like to deal with in two, three minutes. Why do we need help? I'll give you a few reasons why we need help. The first reason why you and I need help is because that is the way God has made it. A man will always need a woman. A woman will always need a man. A son will always need a father. A father will always need a son. That is the way God has made it. God is the maker of all things. And the Bible says in Isaiah 77, In that day shall we all look up to our maker and our eyes shall have respect to the Holy One of Jacob. 
God has made it so that you and I will need help. It is not, it's not unfortunate that you have had to need help. Some of us feel very guilty that we need help. But that is the way God made it. If you need a particular kind of help different from the one that I need, that does not mean that others also don't have their own need of help. That is the way God made it. The second reason why you and I will always need help is because that is the purpose for which God has created those other things. The reason why God has put me in your life is so that I can help you. The reason why God has put you in my life is so that you can help me. So I will always need help because that is one of the reasons why God has put you in my life. Most people don't know this, that when you know people, there are certain things they are supposed to do for you. And you should not try to do these things for yourself. I will always need help because that is the reason why God has put you in my life. If a rich man is in your life as a poor man, one of the reasons why God has put that rich man and prosperous man in your life is because you are a poor man. The poor shall not cease in the land. If God has put those who have in the church, and there are those who don't have, the reason why those who have in the church have is because you are there because you don't have. And God is going to use those people to meet your need according to his riches in glory by Christ. Don't feel guilty that you need help. Don't ever feel guilty that you need whatever kind of help that you need in this very hour. The third reason why you and I need help or why we need help is because help brings out the best in our lives. Until you get help, the potential in your life may not be fully manifest. There are so many brilliant people in the villages that have no help. And because they have no help, the potential that they have, the brain, the understanding that they have, have not been fully manifest. Their potential have not been adequately mined. There are young men who, who are called by God, but they need help so that the potential of their call will become fully manifest. The potential of their call will come forth and be seen. No matter what your grace is, your potentials are, you will always, by all means, need help for its materialization. I have a lot of potential as a man of God. And no matter what my potentials are, I will always need help. My wife will have to help me. You people will have to help in prayer. Paul says, in so many places, brethren, pray for us. Now, he said, through the prayer you are going to make, for example, in Philippians 1.19, he said, there is going to come a supply of the Spirit. He told them again in Romans 15.30, he said, I beseech you for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and the love of the Spirit, that you strive together with me in your prayer unto God. He said, do it for me, so that what I have for those people will be accepted. So we will always need help because help X helps me to fully manifest my potential. Apostles in the early church in Acts 6, the number of the church multiplied and they knew they had a lot of potential to be able to do more. So they had to set up deacons so that they will be helped. The reason why we have deacons in this church is so that they will help. Deacon is not a title. It is not something you put in front of your name. It is a definition of a work. It is the definition of a work. Even those in the Bible that were called Stephen and Philip, you don't see them putting deacon in terms of their name. It's a definition of a work. And there is no need for us to have deacons and still not get the kind of help that God has put them there for. There are people in this church who are stopping the potential of this church because they have refused to help. And that is the reason why God has put them there. And so the potential of the church is locked in. The potential of the church is not fully manifest. The potential of the church is not reaching the height 
that it would have reached because people are not helping. And God does not like those who don't help because that's why he made them. That's why he put a curse on some people in the book of Judges. Chapter 5, verse 23. He says, curse you, O Meros, because you did not arise to the help of the Lord. To the help of the Lord against the mighty. God says, I need help. And they did not arise. He says, so I put a curse on them. I put a curse on them. The reason why people who have been put in the place to help that place develop its potential, the reason why people who have been put in place to help that place develop its potential do not have success in their own work is because there is a cause that is active in their life because they are not arising to the help in which position God has put them. I'm sorry, but that's the truth. You can never realize your potential as somebody whom God has put in the place of help and you can never help those people who God are putting in their life if you refuse to help. If all you do is just carry the title, that's a waste of energy and time. And you're not succeeding in your work of your hand either. Because the work of your hand will prosper as you get interested in the things that God has put you to be a help in that place. Can I have an amen there? So you need help because it helps potential manifestation. And then the fourth reason I'll give you this, why you and I need help or why we need help is that help always multiply output. Help always bring output. One will chase a thousand. But two will chase ten thousand. Jesus' output was that much because that was the limit of the help he had. Help goes to a long extent to determine output. Have that at the back of your heart. We all need help, I said in the beginning. Let me tell you some of the areas we need help with. Some of us need help in the areas of dressing. I remember several years ago, I didn't know how to dress. Somebody had to help me. Some of us need help in the area of our relationship. That's why we have the marriage and family life board. To help you in areas of your relationship with your spouse. Some of us need help in the area of our work. Some of us need help in, our, in the area of our calling. Do you know that Samuel received a lot of help from Eli? Do you know that Saul receive a lot, a, lot, a lot of help from Samuel? Do you know that Timothy received a lot of help from Paul? Do you know that the apostles with all the great call that God has given them receive a call from receive a help from Jesus? Some of us need help in the area of our relating to authority. Some of us need help in the area of our habits. Some of us need help, serious help in the area of our habits. We have habits that are incongruous with the kingdom of God. We have habits that are incongruous with spiritual growth. We have attitudes that are very bad and we need help. So without much ado, you and I need help. In the area of our relationship, in the area of our work, even in the area of our character. Do you know the reason why God has put some people in your life? is so that they can help you with your character. Do you know why God has put some people in your life? It's so that it can help you in the way you talk. Some people need help in the way they talk. They don't just know how to talk. They don't just know how to use their mouth aright. God already tells us in the book of Psalm 50 verse 23, Whosoever offereth praise glorifieth me, and to he that ordereth his conversation aright. There is a right way to speak when you go before God. That's why Proverbs chapter 22 verse 20 Proverbs chapter 24, 29 says, Say not thou. One of the reasons why God has given us his word is to help us. One of the reasons why you are brought up in the home is to help you. One of the reasons why you have the kind of friends you have is to help you. 
Are you a help to your friend? Or are you just there for being their sake? You need help in so many areas. You and I need a lot of help. And until we come to the point where we know that we will always need help, we will always feel that we are inadequate. Don't feel guilty that you need help with your finance. All of us, at one stage or the other, have had help financially. There was a time I could not afford enough money to travel abroad. There was a time I could not afford enough money to spend when I travel abroad. I needed help in those days, of course. But though I may not need financial help anymore now, but there are some other kind of helps that I need. I need the, some of us need help in the way we use our time. We need help. How to use our time? Because some of us waste a lot of time doing irrelevant things. We major on the minor and minor on the major. Some women need to need help in the area of honoring their husband. Some husbands need help in the area of loving their wives. Some children need help in the area of behavior at home. We need help. <coughs> Whatever way you look at it, help is something that you and I will need. God will use a lot of help. Jesus will use a lot of help. Nobody in the Bible had bought access to help. Paul used a lot of help. It's because most of the times when people think, if I am asking for help, it is, it, I feel bad that I'm having to ask for money. The millionaires of today had at one time or the other needed financial help. Well, if you're asking for something, don't feel guilty about it. But let me say a few things further about help, the kind, various kinds of help that we need. Number one, um, various people differ in terms of the kind of help that they need. Some of you are looking at me today, what you need is a spiritual help. Because we need, some of us need help with our spiritual lives. Our spiritual life is not what it's supposed to be. We are not hot enough and we don't even know what to do. And you need help. And you should not be ashamed to ask for help. So we differ from one another with reference to the, 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 the kind of help that we need. Our helps are different. Then secondly, as we go and as we grow, the kind of help and the things we need help in may change. I told you about myself that in those days I used to need financial help. In those days I used to need spiritual help. Somebody needs to invite me to church. Somebody needs to drag me to church. Somebody needs to wake me up to pray. Somebody needs to remind me whether I've read the Bible or not. And that could be the kind of help that you now need. But the point is we all need help. As we go and grow our help, the kind of help we need may change and it may remain the same. Depending. The third thing I would like to say about that is while some people need a lot of help, some people need just a little help. I know some people that you help and help and help and help and help and they still need help. But there are some other people just a little help and their life will turn around. So don't feel guilty that you need a lot of help. That is just the way it is. And don't think because you need a lot of help, you will never come out of a position of ever having to need help. God need help. Jesus need help. There is no man on the face of the earth that has done anything worthwhile who had not done it by help. It is not just because God wanted him to do it, that's why he did it. It's not just because he could do it, that's why he did it. But he had a lot of help. One more thing I would like to say is that there are some people who need help for longer period. Like I said earlier, there are some people who need help for longer period than others. But one final thing I would like to say is this. Help is always available. Everybody say help is available. If God made you and I to have need of help, 
then help is available. Because when God needed some people to join, some persons to join him to create, help was available. That is why he said, let us. Let me say this to you. Whatever you need help for, help is available. The most important thing is for you now to know where that help is and for you to tap into that help. Listen carefully. It's important for you to know where that help is and for you to tap into that help. I thought some people know that they need help, but they don't believe that help is available. And I thought they believe that help is available, but they do not know what source from which to get help. And so in the next few minutes, I want to talk to you about sources of help. Sources of help. There are four main sources of help that I have discovered. In my 20 years of studying the word of God, I have discovered there are four main sources of help. And each of them is vitally important. And each of them have help that they can give you that others will not be able to give you. Don't ever think that there is only one source of help. There are as many sources of help as you can get for various things that you need help for as God's word states. Don't ever think that help can only come from one source. Let me say that again. Help does not only come from one source. That is why the psalmist says, Where will my help come from? In Psalm 121 verse 1. He said, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. Which means there are other sources of help. And I'm going to share with you other important sources of help. They are important, they are effective, they are productive, and they could be the kind of help that you need. Because some people always zero in and say, well, there's only one source of help. And if I cannot get help from that source, then it simply means that I'm not going to be helped. No help is available. But there are certain sources you have been looking at where help will not come from in your case. Remember the topic of our message this morning is not even God can. Not even God can. The forces of help are as follows. The first source of help is in you, yourself. In you. The Bible says in the book of Job, chapter 6, verse 13, he said, Is not my help in me? Do you know there are certain things you only can help yourself with and no one else can? There are certain things nobody else can do for you. Nobody else can accept Christ on your behalf. Nobody else can believe God on your behalf at this stage. There are certain things that only can come from you. You are the only one who can help yourself. There is a statement that says, Heaven helps those who help themselves. We think there is something we call helping myself. Helping myself. If food is on the table, and it's so beautiful and it's so neatly set out. And they say, well, everybody, let's eat. You know that if you don't help yourself to take that food, there's no way it's going to get into your stomach. Even if somebody brings the food in front of you and begins to put it into your mouth, you will have to eat it and swallow it yourself. And you have to digest it. So there are some help that nobody else, nobody else. You see, most of the time we have this assumption that help can only come from God and that I don't have any part to play in being helped. You have a great part in being helped. No matter what God is able to do, you will have to believe him. It is you who will have to believe him. It is you who will have to receive that thing into your heart. Hebrews 11 verse 6, 
without faith is impossible to please God. He that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that really seek him. Habakkuk 2 4. The just shall live by his faith. There are some sisters. They are blaming the devil. That that's why the reason their help has not come. They are blaming uh, brothers around them. They are blaming sisters. They say the brothers cannot see. And the brothers' eyes are so open almost like the eyes of owls. And they have not seen. And the problem is because the sisters have refused to help themselves. They have refused to do what only them can do. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 12. He said all things are lawful to me. But not all things are expedient. All things are lawful to me. But I, he said, I will not have anything to have power over me. That is him helping himself. There are some things that only you can do for yourself. Proverbs chapter 9 verse 12. He said, if you are wise, you are wise for yourself. Proverbs chapter 9 verse 6. Forsake fools and leave. Go into the way of understanding. If you are wise, you are wise for yourself. If any man's got instruction, he said he will be right. Job 22 verse 2. He said, can a man be profitable unto God as a man who is wise is profitable unto himself? Is not my help in me? Is not my help in me? Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9.27 He said, I put my body under. He didn't say, devil did not tempt me. He did not say, and he said, I do it. I put my body under. Job said in Job 31 verse 1, I have made a covenant with my eyes. I will not think upon a woman. Romans chapter 8 verse 12, 13. He said, brethren, we are not debtors to live according to the flesh. The choice to live according to the flesh and to operate in the policies of God is a personal choice. Some people are their own enemies. What the devil is doing to you is not as much as what you are doing to yourself. You have destroyed. You are the one destroying yourself. You are the one that is messing up your future. You are the one that is messing up things. Whatever God wants to do, you are the one that is confusing things. In those days I used to hear they say, man proposes, God disposes. But now I know that God proposed and man disposed. Proverbs 29 verse 1. He that is often reproved and hardened his neck shall suddenly be destroyed and that without remedy. Is not my help in me? In 1 Samuel chapter 30 verse 6. You find a story of a man known as David. He came back to Ziklag and discovered that everything that he had ever had in life was lost. His life was gone, his children was gone and all his possessions. And all the other people started crying. But David was somebody who had help in himself. Strength of character. Stability. Fearlessness. He said in 1 Samuel 36, he said David encouraged himself. Do you know most of the time it's because you have not encouraged yourself? Do you know most of the time it's because you don't know that there is something only you can do for yourself that nobody else can? Job was somebody who also helped himself. Most of the time we think, oh, I can't help myself. There's nothing like that. You can. There are certain things that can help that can come from you about you. It can come from you to you. You can, or you are the only one that can do something about it. Most people may not be able to. Most people may not be able to correct the situation as it is. But you can, you can, you can, you can make a move. You can make a choice. You can decide. 
I was talking to you about Job. Job was a man that had calamity upon calamity. All the children were lost. The cattle was lost. The sheep was lost. The camels were lost. Everything was lost. His health was lost. But Job was still able to help himself. By what? By not saying anything negative about God or about his situation. In Job 1.21 we are told, He said, naked I came into this world, naked I go back, the Lord has given, the Lord has taken, blessed be the name of the Lord. And verse 22 says, in all of these things, Job did not sin or accuse God falsely. Because God had nothing to do with it. Most of the time, we are the people who have refused to tap the help that is in us. There are things in us that God has given us the power of choice. As a worker, the way to help yourself is to work hard. As a Christian, the way to help yourself is to read your Bible, to fast and pray, and leave the remaining for God to do. As a student, the way to help yourself is to study. There is no way you, when you did not study, you are not going to begin to pray and go a marathon because you want to pass exams. You need there is only there are some help that nobody can do for you. A wife, even if you bring the pastor, bring the bishop, or bring an angel to, to beg your husband until you begin to submit yourself, nobody else can do it on your behalf. Until you do it. Until a child of God believes God, nothing we can pray, all our teeth can fall out, we can sweat and not and have anything more in our sweat gland, things will not change. If you can believe, you will see the glory of God. That's the first source of help. That's the kind of help you see in Jesus. Jesus said something that I love it. In John 8, 29. He said, my father who sent me is always with me. And have not left me alone. Because I do. He did not say the spirit of God made me do. He did not say my mother advised me to. Because I do those things that are well pleasing in his sight. Number two, source of help. The second source of help is from things. Things can help us. As I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking to you with the help of a microphone and a loudspeaker. Things can help. Our cars help us to get to where we're going. Money helps us. Money answers unto all things. Money prevents embarrassment. Our clothes help us. Things have always been known to help. Jesus had things that helped him in his ministry. If you read Luke chapter 5, Verse 1 to 3. He had a meeting that he called. And there was not enough space for him to have a pulpit. And so he had to tell Peter to please borrow him his boat. Jesus needed a help in his ministry. And he was not ashamed to ask for it. Some of us said, my ministry, I can't beg for money. If you cannot beg for money, then produce money. If you cannot produce money and beg for money, then that's double tragedy. You have to. Jesus was shameless about it. He just saw Peter and said, please, I need to use your boat. He had a need. The Lord had need of the boat. And straight away Peter gave him the boat. Which means the Lord will touch the heart of those whom he has put in your life to help you. Don't just go looking around and grasping everybody that passed by as a helper. There are people around you that God has put in your life to help you. Whether it's your ministry or your character or your speech or your demeanor or your composure or your relationship. God has put people there to help you. The reason why this church is here and the reason why we ask you to become a member is so that we can help you. The help that things can give me, I can't give myself. Not even God can. God has produced things that will give it to me. Some people are asking God to do something that God has already made a provision for certain things to do already. 
So why are you asking him to do it? When he has already made provisions for those things who are going to do it. Because he has made provision. Why are you asking him to do it again? He has already made things available. Jesus needed things. He needed things. There was a time he needed a room to have, an, to have a, a Passover communion service. You remember he wanted a room and he had it. And in the Bible you see how things helped people. You see how things. In the book of Judges 15, 15, Samson was able to use the jawbone of an ass. In Exodus chapter 4 verse 2, you see Moses using a rod. Jesus needed help. One time he had a crowd that he needed to feed. And it was five loads and two fishes that bailed him out. At times when help comes, it may not come in the proportion in which you expect it. But please open your eyes and see that God can multiply that thing in your hand. When the five loads and the two fishes were given by the young boy to Jesus' apostle, one will say, that's not enough. But only God knows what is enough because God is going to breathe upon it. God breathed upon the five loads and the two fishes and he took care of that young man's need. There are some of you, what you did now is not a Mercedes Benz. That is not the kind of help you need. What you need is a bicycle. Some of us, there is no need giving you a car whose chest will be on, on, on the motor very soon. But you can maintain a bicycle. You don't need to buy fuel. Ghost law will not hit you. There's ghost law in the place to your walk. Some of you, all you need is a motorcycle. It's not, you see, it is not ambition to be asking for the kind of help that you know you don't really need. God is not going to supply your want or your wishes. He's going to meet your need. That is what he needs. So understand that at the back of your heart. Not even God can. That's the topic of my message. Not even God can. Things will help. Things will always provide help for you. I wanted to have that at the back of your heart. And let it sink deep, deep. David had to use five stones, piece of stones, in 1 Samuel 17, 40. So God had made provision that help will come from things. 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 Some of you, the help you are having this morning is the thing you are sitting on. Without that chair, you'll be miserable inside this building. As small as that chair is, even as painful as it is, if you sit on it for a long time, it is still helping you to concentrate on what I'm saying. If you are to be sitting on a stone, you won't be able to concentrate this much. Look at the help you have this morning. Some of you got up very late, but because you had the car, you are here. Things. Look at the help that tapes is giving us, giving to our faith. Imagine those days there were no tapes. So how did those people have faith? There were no Bibles, there were no tapes. No videos, no television program, no satellite. The only message they had was the one that was preached to them in the local church or in the synagogue. And they still had to have faith. So imagine how difficult it was. In those days when they used to write the Bible with their hand. How did people get faith? Because Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. But you and I have no problem with having faith because God has made things available for us. You can get a tape recorder. You can get tapes, you can get books, you can get videos. These are things. And God has put these things in your life that they may help you. So you cannot say, I cannot be what God wants me to be because God has made provision for help. I am here as a minister 
who has been a minister for a number of years, who has traveled around the world, as a young minister, you don't have to say, I don't have anybody to help me in ministry. Because you have. You can't, you can't afford to make mistakes. At times I look at some of our students in university here. You are a student in university. You have an academic problem. There are lecturers in this church. But you see, you don't. You now say, eh, about the 26th hour. You now say, eh, you know, there was a man in my department. Now, why are you saying that? We have lecturers. A lecturer should be able to talk to a lecturer. We have doctors in the church. We have lawyers in the church. We have accountants in the church. So there is no reason for you to say, I don't have help. You have help with your business planning, projections. There are management consultants in this church. And so you cannot say, I don't have help. Because God has made things available to help us. You don't need to write letter with your finger. You can just type on the computer. Things. You don't need to send your letter by, by, by the post. And it, after giving them that in error, the letter will still not get there in about three weeks' time. There is the email services. You don't need to say, well, I, I'm not growing spiritually. There is the audio and video club of the church, which is not just a composition of all the messages ever preached here, but of all other messages from various men of God all over the world. So there is no reason for you to say, I don't have faith. I cannot. I'm weak like a vegetable and sick like the hospital. Because things are there whom that God has put in place to help. You cannot say, I don't have help. There is help. Help in yourself and help from things. The third source of help is what I call help from others. Jesus had to use that help and is still using it. God had to use that help and is still using it. There was a king in the Bible. Second Chronicles 26 verse, verse 5. The Bible said, For as long as he sought the Lord, God made what he did to prosper. There is a Samuel in the life of every Saul. There is an Eli in the life of every Samuel. God, according to Psalm 68, verse 6, set the solitary in families. There are others you can learn from. There are others you can tap into. The Bible says in Isaiah, open to Isaiah 41, so that you can move a little bit. Isaiah 41. I want to read just one verse. Talking about help being available in others. Now read from verse 6. If you cannot get help from things, you cannot get help in yourself, then there is help in others. Verse 6, Isaiah 41, verse 6. Listen to what it says. They helped everyone his neighbor, and everyone said to his brother, Be of good courage. Two things there. They helped by challenging them verbally, and they helped by physically originally materially communicating to such people you can help by speaking to people you can help by challenging them you can help by rebuking them open rebuke is better than secret love you can help by speaking to people and that's what some people need to hear are just good words the bible tells us in proverbs chapter 25 verse 11 is it as an apple of gold in a picture of silver so is a word that is fitless spoken isaiah 54 the prophet says that lord has given me the tongue of the land that i may speak a word in season to him that is weary morning after morning they wake up my ear to hear like the land the lord has opened my ear and has not rebellious what some people need to hear from you is be of good courage god will do it 
even if they don't have faith in themselves, faith comes by hearing somebody else tell them, the Lord is on the throne, he rules in the affairs of men, he has not forgotten you, he's going to assist you, he's going to defend you, he's going to provide for you, he's going to protect you, he's there for you, call upon him, and he will hear you and show you great messages that you don't know. When you say that to them, that is help, help, help comes by speaking at times, and that is all the help some people need. That is all the help that some barren women need. That is all the help that some troubled young boys need. I remember that I've traveled all over the world and when I travel, I meet some small boys. Their parents will bring them down and say, this boy is rebellious. This boy is a bad boy. This boy is an evil boy. And they keep saying these things to this boy's heart. They keep saying it to this boy's spirit. And I look at the boy and I said, no, I was bad than this. I was worse than this. But I made it. If I made it, you can make it too. You are going to arise and shine. For your light has come. And the glory of God is risen upon you. Darkness may cover the whole land and grow darkness the people. But the Lord's glory will arise upon you. You will, this is maybe a bad period of your life but this is not the way your life is going to end nothing evil shall befall you that's an unplayable and i say that and two years i come down to the same church the same stone which the builders have rejected the same boy who they say was incurable will be sitting in front being an usher will be counseling will be singing in the choir because that boy for once heard from god that with god all things are possible because that boy heard from his neighbor be strong and of good courage that's what some of you need to hear today some of you sisters who think because you are 30, you are useless? Who think because you are 35, nobody's going to come to you? Sooner, very sooner, around the corner, just like we did yesterday. People are going to come from the north, the south, and the east, and the west. And God will arise upon you. And it's going to be seen upon you. Because God will favor you. Because the time to favor Zion has come. The set time is here. You are not forgotten. Five sparrows are sold for two fathers. Not even one of them will drop to the ground without the father knowing. The very hell of your head are numbered. The plan of God has been unveiled. The plan of God has been revealed. Your time of favor has come. This is the month, August, the month of destiny changes the third source is from people God is going to send people across you who don't know you who have not heard of you but who will celebrate your victory people who will touch your life for good people who have forgotten you who will remember you and for those who remember you they remember you the more in Jesus name others in the book of Acts 16 verse 9 the Bible says, Saul, Paul saw in a vision. A man of Macedonia saying, come over here and help us. God was sending man to man to help. God is going to send man to help you. Help you with a new job. Help you with a new placement. Interfere in the course of your life. Bring in bountiful seed into your increase. In the name of Jesus. He said that they helped everyone his neighbor. And they said to everyone, one after the other, be strong. Number four, source of, source of help. The fourth source of help is help from God. The Bible said in Psalm 124 verse 8, He said, our help is in the name of the Lord. Hebrews 13 verse 6, He said, the Lord is my helper. Romans 8 26, He said, likewise the Spirit helpeth our infirmities for we know not what to pray for as we ought but the spirit himself maketh intercessions for us psalm 46 verse 1 he says the lord is a present help in the time of need in psalm 115 verse 9 verse 10 verse 11 he said the lord is my strength in the lord is my help and my shield in psalm 33 verse 20 he said the lord 
is my help. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may receive grace and find help and mercy to help in the time of need. I will lift up my eyes under the hills. Psalm 121 verse 1 and 2. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord who maketh heaven and earth. Remember the topic of my message is not even God can. Help is from within me at times. At other times, help is from things. At other times, help is from others. And finally, God, Jehovah, is my helper. Now listen carefully to me. When the help that is in me is inadequate, then God adds to that help, help by things. My voice cannot get to you in myself if I were not using this instrument. When help personally that is in me is inadequate, God adds things that can help me. When the help that I have in myself and by things is still inadequate, the Lord adds people to me. But what help that is in me and in the instrument I have and in the people that God has surrounded me with is inadequate, then the Lord himself brings me help. The Bible said in Psalm 40 verse 17 Psalm 17 verse 5 It said the Lord is my help And my deliverer But let me say something Listen carefully There are however Some people Some situation and circumstances That not even God Can help Remember the talk about my message is Not even God can there are some people God cannot help. Not because he's unwilling, not because he's unable, but because those people, by certain characteristic and attitude, make it possible that not even God can help them. God told me towards the end of last year, he said, never put yourself in a position where I will have to violate the principles of my moral government to help you. Never put yourself in a place beyond help because you can get yourself into a position beyond help. Not just help by others, but even help by God. That is why Proverbs 29 verse 1 says, He that is upon reproof and hiding at his neck shall suddenly be destroyed. That was the realm in which the children of Israel got into the wilderness. God wanted to bring them into the wilderness, into the promised land, but they got themselves into a position where not even God can help them. Saul was somebody God wanted to succeed as a king. But Saul got himself into a position where not even God can. You can get yourself into a position where not even God can help you financially. It's not just that the help in you will not work. It's not just that others will not be able to help you. But you will get yourself into position where not even God can help. You may get beyond the help of man, but never get beyond the help of God. In 2 Kings chapter 6, 
The city of Samaria got to the point beyond the help of man. Nobody could help them. They had to be eating one another to have food to eat. But thank God they did not get beyond where the help of God could touch them. Because according to 2 Kings 7 1, the Bible said, God spoke by Elisha saying, Tomorrow about this time, God was still able to help them. But I know people whom God cannot help. Not because he's unwilling or unable, but because positionally they have put themselves in a place we are not even God can. Though he wants to, though he, he should, though he, he desires to, but he cannot. Remember the tongue of the message? Not even God can. We read in Mark's Gospel to the six. Jesus went to his village. What a beautiful place to go to. What a place to go and display the grace and the honor and the anointing of God upon his life. When he got there, look at what happened. The people there could not receive him. And verse 5 says, He cooled there. Do no mighty work. He wanted to. He would have. He should have. He could have. But the people made it impossible. They made it impossible for his power to flow. They made it impossible for his healing to come. And that is how some people have been known to do right from the Bible times. I'm going to show you five people. If you're one of these five, I know there could be more people. If you're one of these five, be careful. Because you are getting yourself to a place where not even God can. We are not even God can. You can get your marriage to a place. We are not even God can. You can get your academy to a place. We are not even God can. You can get your finances to a place. We are not even God can. You can get your spiritual life to a place. We are not even God can. You can come to a place. We are not even God can. Though he wants to. There is nothing about God wanting to do something. Will you allow him? Because it's, good, it's you he's going to be done for. Not him. Let me show you five people. The first kind of person that not even God can help are those who continue to make excuses to justify their wrongdoing or to answer for the neglect of their duty. Not even God can help such people. The word excuse means to give reason for. You give excuse not to pay your tithe. You give excuse not to come to church. Even if God wants to, he can't. Because you're not doing what you're supposed to do, ties his hand. The word excuse means to give reason so that you can be released from obligation. The word excuse means to justify yourself in defense of some action. The word excuse means to explain. But I like something the word excuse means in Greek. It means color. Excuse is actually a smoke screen for stubbornness. And it is a, a crutch for a rebellious attitude. Excuse. The word excuse in the Greek means color. What makes it is not the original picture. It is what it is painted with. The word excuse means show. 
S-H-E-S-H-E-S-H-E-W. Which means that which you just show people. In the Bible, some people give excuses and not even God could help them. Not even God. The first person that comes to heart is Saul. He gave excuse. Samuel told him, go and wait. Go and tarry. Go and expect me. I'm coming. I'm going to confirm your kingdom. In 1 Samuel 13, 12, Saul went ahead and did what he was not supposed to do. And he explained it. He gave excuse because he did not come according to the time appointed. The people we are scattered for me. And the Philistines were gathered together. Therefore, I forced myself. Did God take it? No. Adam gave excuse. Did God, because of the excuse he gave, discharge him? No. Not even God could help Adam when Adam broke that instruction that he had been given. Proverbs 13, 13. He that despised the word shall be destroyed, but he that hacked to the commandment shall be rewarded. After Saul had intruded into, this, into the office you don't intrude to in 1 Samuel 13, in 1 Samuel 15, they give him another assignment. Paradventure, he will. But he still did not. And when he came back, he was given an excuse in verse 21 for taking the spoil he was not supposed to. Did God accept it? No. To obey God is better than sacrifice. To hacking than the fat of rams. When you are explaining and excusing, it is sacrifice. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to God. Obedience is what he seeks. Not even God can help you. If you keep giving excuses for what he tells you extensely, you need to do. God will never take excuse for not paying tight. When you have financial problems, not even God can help you. God could not even help Adam. He met him a few days ago. He wanted the best for him. That was why he put him in the garden. But he had to throw him out of the same garden where they put him. Did the explanation of Eve suffice? No. Did the explanation of Abraham suffice? No. You cannot say, I didn't know or I couldn't help myself. You can and there were others to help but you did not. Not even God can help you when you keep giving excuses. For not paying your tax. Not even God can help you when you keep giving excuses for not praying. Not even God can help you when you keep giving excuses for disregarding authority. Not even God can help you when you refuse instruction that the church should fast in July. Not even God can help you. Not even the pastor nor any man of God can help you because you have defied the Lord's instruction. Not even God. Same God you are crying to for help is the same God who gave instruction. You can't disobey him in one area and expect him to work for you in another area. They either stand together or fall together. Whether it's easy or whether it's good, you and I need to do what the Lord says. Not even God can. When you keep giving excuses. Number two, the second kind of person that not even God can help, not even God can help you if you refuse to disconnect yourself from wrong company not even god can help you i'm going to explain that in a minute god wants you and i to be in company psalm 68 verse 6 he said god set out the solitude in families ecclesiastes 4 9 two are better than one for they have a better reward for their labor 
God believes in company. Numbers 10, 31. They said to one person, they said, come with us, for he will do you good, for we will do you good, for God has spoken good concerning us. God believes in the power of association. Acts 13, 2. When the first missionaries were sent out, Paul and Barnabas, said, baby, Paul and Barnabas, for the work we are to have called them. Matthew 18, 19. If two of you and I shall agree as touching anything, they shall ask, it shall be done. God believes in association and companionship. God recommends it. But God is very insistent about the kind of company and the kind of association you keep. And not even God can help you if you refuse to disconnect. There are some people that are in your life that are the source of your problem. And until you disconnect from them, and until you break such evil association, and until you part ways, the good you desire, the good you delight, the help you want from God will not come. Because for as long as you're flirting with Ahab, Jehoshaphat, the wrath of God will be upon you. Can read 2 Chronicles 19 verse 1 and 2. God had to send his instructions to Jehoshaphat. He said, if you want me to help you? He said, stop helping the ungodly. Psalm 1 verse 1. Walk not in the castle of the ungodly, stand not in the ways of sinner, sit down the sea of his comfort. Your delight must be in the word of the Lord. The Lord of the Lord do you meditate day and night. That you will be like a trip that's planted by the rivers of living water. Our company and our association will affect our conduct. And our conduct will affect our destiny. First Corinthians 15.33 Be not deceived. Evil communication corrupt good manners. I like one trust you of that scripture. He said bad company corrupts good character. You need help from God. You need to disconnect from some associations. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 55 verse 14. He said we took good counsels together. We walked to the house of the Lord in company. Exodus 23 2. He said thou shalt not follow a multitude to do evil. Psalm 119 verse 63. And the companion of them that fear you. And of them that keep your precepts. Make sure there are certain people you disconnect from. Because if not... According to Numbers 33.55, God said, I will do to you like I have planned to do to them. I will do to you like I plan to do to them. That's why I said, be not, be, not, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Listen to me. In the world after this, the Christian and the unbeliever will be separate forever. Why should we be friends on the earth? If after this earth, we will not be in communication again. Remember in Luke 16, the story of Lazarus. He said, there is a gulf between us. So that those who are there cannot come here. And those who are here cannot go there. Then why should we be friends? Not even God can help you if you don't break that association. Not even God can help you. Not even God can help your marriage. Not even God can help your finance. If you belong to those who are robbing God. Not even God can help you. Not even God can help you. Not even God can. Not even God can. If you refuse to, to, to break from bad company. 1 Corinthians 5, 6. A little leaven. Leaven the whole lump. Galatians 5, 9. A little leaven. Leaven the whole lump. Come out from amongst them and be separate the mercy of the Lord. And touch not the unclean The reason why God has not been able to help some people is because of the group, the association, the company that you keep. And God said, I will do to you like I plan to do to them. Because I'm going to do it to them. And for as long as you are in them, 
Though hand turn hand in hand, the sinner will not go unpunished. Not even God can. Man can, but God will not. He superiorized and to behold iniquity. Habakkuk 1 13 and cannot look on the evil. Not even God can. If you keep the bad company, not even God can. You are asking for help. Not even God, if he comes down, not even him can help him. He couldn't help Adam, could he? He couldn't help those who are, who are with Lot. Lot's wife. He couldn't even help Lot's wife. Because Lot's wife kept looking back and she became a pillar of salt. Not even God could help Lot's wife. Luke 17, 32 says, Remember Lot's wife. Not even God can. If you keep linking up, if you keep linking up with the bad company, it will affect your conduct. Your conduct will determine your destiny. Be careful which association which you walk in. Iron sharpened iron. A man sharpened the countenance of his friends. Be careful what group you walk in because God knows that he will not even be able to deliver you, even if he has to. First Kings 11. God wants Solomon, the wisest man that ever lived. He said, please don't marry an unbeliever woman. Have nothing to do with these unbeliever women. You read from 1 Kings 11. You read from verse 2 to 4. And the Bible said, the same people that God told Solomon not to marry from, that was where he married from. And they turned his heart away from serving God. Solomon ended his life like a fool. That's why the fact that he was wise. Don't end your life like a fool. Because you have the wisdom of God. James 1.5 If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Don't keep that association. Don't keep that relationship. Don't continue with that unbeliever boy. Unbeliever girl. Don't continue with that group. Don't continue with that company. Because if you, if you continue, God said I will do to you like our purpose to do to them. And God is not joking about it. Number three. Listen to this. Not even God can help people who instead of listening are busy talking not even God can help you <laughs> instead of listening to God you are busy talking there are two kinds of people I know in the earth people who talk 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 and people who do 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 the difference between the doer and the talker is the listening culture the person who listens properly, the word he listens to sink into his heart. And so he can do it. But the person who talks instead of listening ends up only talking. Listen to this. You cannot be good at talking and listening at the same time. You can't be. The people in Nazareth were busy talking. Is this not Joseph? Is this not Jesus? The son of the carpenter? We know him. We know his father. And the man was preaching. He was teaching. They wouldn't listen. How ah, we know him. Ah, is it not Guru? Is it not Tepenat? Uh, is it not Shoko? Is it not Zoro? I know him. Hey! The Bible said in James 1.19, he said, you cannot talk and listen at the same time. He said, be slow to speak. Be swift to hear. You cannot be swift in both. You are either swift in hearing, which will make you do, or you are swift in speaking, which will never make you do. Those who do, don't talk too much. It is the empty barrels that always have something to say. 
deep waters run still. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. Deep waters. Some of the says, deep waters. Not even God can help somebody who is just talking instead of listening. That's why Ecclesiastes 5 1 says, Keep thy feet when thou goest to the house of the Lord and be more ready to listen than to offer the sacrifice of fools, which is king's counsel by words without knowledge. As far as Job was concerned, he thought he knew something. That's why he said later in Job 42, verse 5, he said, I've heard about thee by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes see you and I abhor myself. The words of Job became few thereafter. Look at what he said again. He said, Guard up now your loins like a man. For I will demand of you and then answer me. <laughs> Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Declare if you have understanding. What do you know? A time will come when you are going to show yourself, but now you have to hide yourself. Now you have to zip your mouth and open your ears. Your ears must be bigger than your mouth if you're not going to make mistakes in life. But if you don't wait enough to listen carefully and fully to what God is saying and you begin to speak, your message will be incomplete. He that is sent of God, speak the word of God. You shall not go out in haste, neither by flight, for the Lord shall go ahead of you and the glory of God shall be your rear guard. Not even God can help those who talk too much. In Nazareth, they felt that they knew him. He began to you know, this is a don't walk at a car, he loved to go and do me. Ama, Mumma, every day, that your mamma will be The Reverend John, who used to drink Bille, is dead. We are for if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Stop talking, listen. Stop talking, listen. He that has an ear to hear, not either has a mouth to talk. He that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. First Timothy 4 1. Now the Spirit speaketh. Ecstasy. When God is speaking, you keep quiet, rascal. So I was thinking we know. First Corinthians 8 to he that thinketh he knoweth no, 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 not yet like he ought to know. Number four. Not even God can. He couldn't have them in Nazareth. God came in form of Jesus. In the beginning was the word. The word was God. The word was God. And the word was made flesh. And he came. But not even he could have them. He could there do no mighty works. Some women are talking too much. Not even God can help your marriage. You are reporting your husband to everybody. Not even God can step in. Look at the foul language you use for your husband. Some students are saying so many things about the academics. Not even God can help you because of the way you are saying it. Some women are, as, as, are, are not married and not even God can help you because look at you. Instead of listening, God has something to say. The Lord is in the holy temple. Let everybody keep quiet. Be still, O ye islands. Let the people renew their strength. Let them draw near to me. Isaiah 41 verse 1. Be still and know that I am God. If you want to see your nose, you have to steady your eyes. Be still. You are rocking the boat too much. Not even God can help you the way you are going about it. Not even God. You are complicating matters. You are messing things up. Not even God can. Stop talking. Listen. Stop talking. Listen. You have been talking all these years. Now begin to listen. Do listening more now than talking. Number four, not even God can help those who don't think they need help 
That's the A part of that statement. And not even God can help those who think God is not qualified to help them. Let me say it again. Not even God can help those who think they don't need help. There are many people here today that need a lot of help. But God cannot help you because you think you don't need help. You don't need help with your character. We don't need help with your relationship. Every attempt by God to bring you back into place and to straighten you out has failed because you don't believe that you need help. That was one of the problems with the Pharisees. The Pharisees did not know that they were blind. They thought they had eyes to see. Many Christians don't know that they need help. Many churches don't know that they need help. Many marriages don't accept it, that they need help. Many Christian businessmen don't know they need help. Many civil servants don't know. Many young men don't know. They are so full of themselves. If you are full of yourself, it shows that you are backsliding. Because you are supposed to be fooled by God. Proverbs 14, 14. He said the backslider is filled with the error of his own ways. You are not supposed to be filled by God. You are not supposed to tremble and say, I don't know, I don't know, Lord. I don't know what to do. I don't know, I don't know. But until you realize you need help, you will never put yourself in a position where you can get it. There are some people who are not paying their tax and they don't know that they need help. There are some people who have a bad habit of coming to church late and they don't know that they need help. You need a lot of help if you come to church late. You need a lot of help. It is an indication of a spiritual malady. It is not just because your house is far, because some of you live very close by. It's a terror. You don't know you need help when you don't come for an primary. You don't know. You call yourself a deacon. You want to lay hands on people. You carry the name all around with you on your head, on your newspaper, on your letterhead. Anywhere they call you, Mister, I said, No, deacon. The Lord deliver you. You don't know you need help. And not even God can help you. The people that Jesus had, most of them came to him. He went only to a few. You have to realize today that you need help. Young man, you have to know that you need help. You are too, you are too proud, cocky. You have arrived. You are walking like an ant. What I'm saying is this in English language, with apologies to those of you on Yoruba. A person that is being carried and is cocky, what do you have? The cloth you wore was given to you. The chair you are sitting on, you can't even buy it. You have not paid your tithes in the last three months. When I look at some young, tiny little boys, and I see the way they carry themselves, I know they won't go far. They won't go far. If we have started like that, before honor is humility. Before honor. Go and read the Bible, probably Proverbs 15 33. Not even God can help those who never know they need help. And not even God can help those who never know that He qualifies to help them. He came unto His own. And his own did not receive him. But to as many that received him, to them gave he power. He can only help you if you receive him. 
you can only receive from the man of God if you, if, if you believe in him. Believe the Lord your God, you'll be established. Believe his prophet and you shall stand. It's not just enough to like the word. You must like the man because the man who make the, gives the word is the person behind the word. Not even God can help you if you cannot. They did not receive Jesus Christ. He was a rock of offense. He could dare do no mighty works. They couldn't receive him. And they did not believe they needed anything. If you don't believe you need anything, how can God give you what you didn't ask for? That's why he said, the Lord knows what things you have need of before you ask him. Matthew 6, 8. Let me close with the last point. Not even God can help the man or the person who wants what God has but is not interested in the God that have that thing or and he is not interested in knowing what that God wants him to know. Not even God can help. Some of you serve God because of the five loaves and the two fishes. Christians in Nigeria have ruined their Christianity. Things are not supposed to be the reason for serving. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added. Things are supposed to be added. Make una seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness if una do so everything else you najara house husband promotion let me say this and I close with this most of the time ladies and gentlemen I don't beg God for things the Bible says surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life and you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. When you dwell in the house of the Lord, or the Lord forever, goodness and mercy. We used to sing it in those days. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days, all the days. Nowadays in Nigeria, what we have are beggarly Christians. Hey, Jesus, hey, man, get it now. Hey, man, receive it now. Hey, man, hey, man, hey, man. Without serving God. There is a limit to which that can go. Not even God can do it. When you want the thing God has, but you are not interested in that God or the thing that that God wants you to know. At times God will give you something, but at other times you say, hey, before I give you, let me talk to you. Before I give you, let me talk to you. Because if I don't talk to you before I give you, even if I give you, you will mess it up. Ladies and gentlemen, there is help. Helping yourself, helping things, helping others, and helping God. But not even God will. If you don't stand in the position where God wants you to stand, my prayer is that God will intervene in the other course of your life in Jesus' name. Amen. That God will stretch forth his hand and begin to do a major work in you before he can do a major work to you in Jesus' name. May the Lord bless and enrich you. May he strengthen and uphold you. May he defend and stand by you. May he open your eyes to see what he intends for your life so that you can begin to inculcate the principles that make for eternal continuity in the things of God in Jesus' name. Stand on your feet and praise him this morning.